0: Welcome to the Scalability Solutions Podcast, the show that explores how happy, successful teams are created and how to maintain phenomenal retention within your company. Join us for stories, insights, and client spotlights brought to you by Scalability Solutions, a team who believes you can love going to work every day. Welcome back to the Scalability Solutions Podcast. On this episode, we're joined again by founder and team growth strategist, Lila Blauner. And today, she and I are talking all about very costly and very painful hiring mistakes. Maybe you've experienced some of these things, whether it's relying too much on the resume, hiring out of desperation, or not really knowing what you need in the position to begin with. These are critical mistakes you don't want to make. So today, Lila is sharing all about what you can do instead and some of the key ingredients to really make sure you are avoiding these painful and costly hiring mistakes. Stick around. Lila, welcome back to the podcast. How are you today? I'm well, uh, really glad to be back. Absolutely. So we are talking hiring mistakes and what to do instead. But before we get into these mistakes, when you go into work with a company, are people making a lot of mistakes? Do you have to do a big overhaul or is it like some tiny tweaks maybe that you help with?
1: You know, it's a broad range. I would say more often than not though, there's a lot of room for improvement and you can really see that in the retention rate and and just the employee satisfaction rate and managerial satisfaction rate before they make these changes and after there's usually a dramatic shift.
0: It might seem obvious to people, but why is it so important to avoid making a bad hire?
1: Well, um, it's obvious, but but uh, you know I I I think people get desperate a lot um, and hire out of that desperation and and mm-hmm. you know look away from. Why, why to avoid it? So it's just so painful and so expensive. There are direct costs. You know, that's the recruiter fee, or job posting fees, the salary signing bonus for the hire that needs to be replaced. There's also indirect costs. So, you know, if in the hiring process, the whole managerial team sits in a panel interview, if you calculate how much their time costs, and having them all in, in a room interviewing that person, that's expensive if you're just gonna have to replace the hire again. Also, the times they, the hiring manager spends training the person, the time the team spends cleaning up their mistakes, but then there's opportunity costs. The time that you spend on, on getting replacements and, and training and retraining, that time could be spent on increasing revenue and profit, fr- profitability. It also, you know, I, I think it's important to remember that every interaction is a representation of the brand. So if someone has customer interaction and they're a, a, a poor hire, that could be costing referrals, additional business, client retention. Um, and then there are the intangibles of, of reputation and productivity and morale of the rest of the team who's, who's feeling the pain from, from a hire that's not, not right.
0: Yeah, so obviously it's important to not hire the wrong person, and therefore you want to hire the right person. And you've been working with companies to make amazing hires for quite a long time. So you've seen a lot of mistakes along the way, but we're going to talk about the the top five that you tend to see over and over. So, what's the first hiring mistake that you want to share about?
1: This is a big one it's relying on just the resume and the interview or even work samples without actually vetting skills. So, you know, we, we talked a lot about this in our last podcast, but people can have done a job and not have been good at it. They could even have been at that job for a long time and speak well about it. But, you know, maybe that company just wasn't good at letting go of people that weren't great fits and the team was, was picking up pieces after them. So that's really important to, to watch for. And something I see probably most commonly.
0: Definitely. And so what do you think people can do to avoid this very important hiring mistake? Our hires generally
1: have somewhere between 92 and 95% retention. And I think that's because we create simulations that closely mimic what a candidate would experience on the job.
0: That simulation allows you to go beyond what is just on the resume to really see how this person can handle the job and the customers and even the team members, but the next hiring mistake is failing to understand who the person really is and still focusing just on what's the resume. So maybe you find out more about what they can do and how they would handle it, but if you're not looking at who this person is truly, that's our next hiring mistake. So why is this a problem in the hiring process?
1: Yeah, you know, someone can be really, really great at the job and not someone you want to spend spend your day with and you're spending more time with the people you work with than you are with your own family. So, you know, going beyond just focusing on the experience in in the interview is super important. And looking at communication styles, work styles, culture fit, alignment with manager. And actually we do that in both the interview and the simulation, um, because we get to see, you know, we get to hear in the interview what the what the candidate has to say about their communication and work style and, and, you know, managerial preferences and culture and um, environment preferences. Uh, But then we get to see how they show up in the simulation. Um, And so that's, that's really useful.
0: And how, how do people get good at this? How, how is it that um, hiring managers or the person doing the hiring can really see more about who the person is and, and understand that? How do you get good at that?
1: Um <laughs> making lots of hiring mistakes and and fine-tuning over yeah. a number of years. Um, so you know, really asking the right questions. And and there are there are a ton of little things. So, you know, in an interview, this is the biggest piece of advice I give to anybody that wants to really get better at hiring the right people, you know, from interviews. After every single thing that a candidate says. Pause and think to yourself this this response that the candidate gave,
0: what exactly
1: would that look like on the job? And what are all the consequences that could come out of that um, or the misalignments that could come out of that? And if you can't answer that clearly and quickly in your mind, you got to ask follow up questions. And so, being really thoughtful and intentional in the questions and then in the follow up questions and not rushing through it. Those are, are really important.
0: Yeah, and I feel like what we're touching on here is some of the soft skills that the hiring manager needs to understand and to, to look more at people. So I know we do some training for people on this area at Scalability Solution.
1: That's right, yeah. And I love doing that because it's, it's just so much fun to see people get so much better at both their interviewing the candidate experience, and also how much more they get in terms of meaningful information and the ability to evaluate that. Um, you know, pre-training and post-training, we're actually creating an online course that, that we'll be releasing later this summer, but we've been doing it live for a long time. And, and it's, it's just amazing to see people just take it and, and run with it.
0: Yeah. So as we're kind of sharing these mistakes that can feel scary and costly, there's also really great solutions for them that, that they can learn and improve their skills at hiring. But what's hiring mistake number three that you see a lot?
1: Hiring out of desperation. So, you know, I, I've been a hiring manager for a couple decades now, and I know what it's like to need to hire someone. And, you know, I used to work 70 hours a week. And so when I was working 70 hours a week and covering the vacancy for, you know, that I was trying to fill, because we had taken on more work than this is at companies that I worked for, not not my current company, but we had at at companies that I've worked for in the past, you know, taken on more work than we had the people for. It gets it gets painful. And my team was working overtime. And I I just needed to make that pain go away. And hiring out of desperation, it is so rare that it works out. And, you know, uh, so I would have the patience because I know that having to replace that person and do it all over again, six months from then was going to just be so much worse than just spending a little extra time up front and being more intentional and careful about the hire. Um, And so that's, that's huge. And it's something that, that so many people, you know, so the cross the fingers and hope it works out. And, um, you know, let's, let's solve an immediate problem, but it, it makes it so much worse.
0: Right. It's a good short-term solution, but it's not, it doesn't end up being a good long-term solution for you. And then you're back to all those additional costs and the headaches, and you're probably covering again when you get rid of that person. And so you're often right back where you started from. So you have to measure twice and cut once too. That's right. Exactly. And also the, God, the, if it's not
1: the right person, you know, getting them past the learning curve, my gosh, yeah. it doesn't actually, doesn't actually save any time, you know, then you're, you're, you know, if you're, if they're not getting past the learning curve and they're making mistakes, you know, you, you end up spending a lot more time just on that than you, you would on some additional hiring.
0: Yeah. Now, the fourth hiring mistake is hiring because you just like someone so much. They're They're this fantastic person. So maybe you look past some red flags or maybe it's okay that they don't have all of the qualifications, but they're a fantastic person. So tell us a little bit more about this hiring mistake.
1: Yeah, this is, you know, only applicable to human beings. (laughs) Uh, It's a scientifically proven phenomenon called managerial bias. Every human being is subject to it, even me. So, you know, uh, it can actually be even more painful than you will ha- when you hire someone that's, that's not a culture fit when, when, um, when you really like them and there's someone that just isn't set up for success. It's so painful because you, you just want to make it work. And then you're going to make, try to make it work longer than you would otherwise. And, um, it, it just hurts.
0: Yeah. And this is an interesting one to me because you want that human connection, right? We've talked about this. You want someone to be a good fit and feel like they fit in with your team. So when you're in that interview, you're like, oh, I like this person. I think I could see myself working with them. It feels like a good sign and maybe something you want to trust, but you kind of have to take a step back and make sure that you're not overlooking things. So how can people avoid this mistake?
1: Yeah, there's a few things. So That pause technique I talked about earlier in this podcast, um, uh, what exactly would this look like on the job and asking follow-up questions, that's important. But sometimes you don't see it in the the interview. So also, I always take notes when I'm interviewing candidates and I force myself to wait 24 hours and then I go back and look at those notes the next day. And that's really their answers to, to everything that we talked about. And I so frequently see things that I didn't see during the conversation because I was blinded in the moment. Um, so that's really critical. And then, most importantly, having a third party who knows your company really, really well, but is objective, they're not feeling the pain um, uh, and not subject to managerial bias. Also interview the candidate is really important. I actually even do this for my own hire. So I won't bring on a team growth strategist unless I have someone that serves as a team growth strategist, but she kind of has her own company and fills in when we, when we get overloaded, um, I will run every team growth strategist hire by her. And occasionally she'll see something that I might not have seen because I, I liked them so much. I would have seen them, seen those issues for my clients. I, I, Um, uh, but, but when it's my own hire, you know, all human beings are subject.
0: You're an expert, but you still need that, that unbiased third party. And this is part of what we do for our clients is we can come in and be that unbiased party for them to make sure that this managerial bias is not happening and to help them in other ways as well. Exactly. So we're at number five. What is the fifth worst hiring mistake that you see people make? This is also pretty
1: common not knowing what you need. So we'll always spend a couple of days of of deep discovery with our clients before we start a hire. You know, we want to be able to do really great matchmaking but also embody you know the culture and the values and the role enough that we can speak really well to it with candidates and represent it well. Um so, you know, we're talking with Everybody that's going to be interacting with that with that hire um, as well as the leadership team and the culture and and also shadowing people on the job and in that discovery, we'll sometimes find out things that the hiring manager didn't know, so the hiring manager might have had something in their mind that was you know needed for the position, and then when we're talking to all the other stakeholders and and really doing deep dives with them. And asking probing questions, we'll find out that actually, you know, some other quality is more important than what the hiring manager wanted. And when we share that information with the hiring manager, there's been lots of times where the hiring manager has actually refined what they what they thought they needed, and and that's worked out really well. So really, being careful in in defining the position and, and knowing what you need before. You do that. that's also going to allow you to create a job posting or or talk with you know employee referrals or whatever your process is uh, that's gonna attract the right people and will resonate with you know that will resonate with the people that you actually need and want
0: right. You don't want to hire a great person but then realize they're not the right fit for the job that you actually need. So knowing what you need and getting clear on that is really important. You've given. Us a lot of insight into the mistakes that can be made and how to avoid those. Can you share maybe one example of a hiring mistake that you've seen play out and how you helped improve what that company was doing?
1: Yeah, um, I've had a lot, but uh, there's a call center that I that we had that we worked with, and um, uh, they are this amazing company, really incredible company with this phenomenal culture and managers that people love working working with and for, and they care about their people. So, um, it was weird to me that they were really struggling with retention. It was something like, I can't remember, maybe fifty percent, forty percent, something like that, something that was higher than than average for call centers, but but significantly lower than what they what they wanted. And uh, they weren't doing simulations. and we started working together because they really wanted to do one, and we implemented it. And we kind of did a hybrid where we we you know um, did the front part of the screening, and then we would send decent candidates over to them, and they would run the simulation. And that completely turned around their retention over a period of a year and a half. They went from the retention that they had when we started to um they made twenty one hires during that time, eighteen of them still there, and there had been a promotion as well and and these were like call center reps that were having to collect payments for medical, for medical bills um, so that's not a position that gets that kind of retention, but the combination of of them being a great company um, and really caring about their people and also um, uh, you know allowing candidates to try out the job to make sure they would actually enjoy it and seeing candidates in action to see that they would actually be good at it uh, made all the difference.
0: Absolutely. So we've covered a lot of what not to do and also a bit of what to do to help our listeners out. What's the top one or two tips for people when they're trying to avoid making these mistakes and they really want to have these great hires? What can they do?
1: Be intentional and be patient
0: yeah those aren't always easy to do which is why i think people sort of rush into some of these mistakes that we talked about today that's right yeah but there is hope yes there is hope yes there is and um so hopefully today we've listed out some things for people to look out for and to try and avoid and of course there's support and help and we're there for them so lila thank you so much for joining us again on the show today
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate
0: it. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad I now know more about these top five hiring mistakes and what to do instead. If you feel like you need a little more support or want some more information, we have a fantastic blog. In addition to our podcast over at scalability-solutions.com. And don't forget that you can always sign up for a free consultation.